Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children, stop walking on eggshells, and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you wanna know the answer, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, Megan Thompson here with Megan Thompson Coaching, and we're here to talk all about how to spot a fake coach. Now, parenting a highly sensitive child comes with many, many challenges, and, and parenting a sensitive teen, same thing, right? And so it's important for you to understand where the line needs to be drawn in terms of hiring a qualified coach. And we're gonna talk all about how programs that support highly sensitive parents of highly sensitive kids and, and highly sensitive parents of highly sensitive kids alike, and where those programs can fall flat, why you're getting stuck if you've looked into those um, providers or how to find the most effective fit for you, okay? And for your particular family. So we're gonna talk all about that today. So first things first to understand where we're coming from, right? Um, the internet at this point in terms of social media um, can can purport anybody as an expert. If you have a great um, uh, Canva account or some other um, PowerPoint account, you can, you can make pretty little images and you can use TikTok to start spouting out some facts or some, um, uh, so, some fluffed facts and then all of a sudden you're a mental health expert because you're using words from the mental health industry. And with that being said, it's really important to understand where you're getting your information, right? So let's cover all of that today and uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna cover those four points. Now again, if you're parenting a highly sensitive child who is dealing with those daily meltdowns, you are trying again and again to break out of this pattern and, and stop being stuck in watching your kid hit, kick, scream, yell, and speak nonsensically in the sense that they're telling you to come here and then when you come closer, they're screaming back at you, right? That meltdown behavior, your child is not connected to what's really going on in the moment in, in a fluid way, right? then obviously you're you're here to turn that around, right? And, and what we wanna be able to do is support you in doing that systematically. Here at MTC, we help our clients break out of that pattern in as little as eight weeks uh, so to stop those daily meltdowns or for parents of teens and, and who are shutting down and closing themselves off and isolating themselves in their room and slamming the door and just completely not talking about it. We support, um, we support through a different program. And so when we think about where parents have come from, right, uh, I want to invite you to learn from other parents' mistakes. And, and I say that from, um, from, from a non-judgmental place. You know, if you've, uh, the parents that we've worked with, they've tried many, many things before they start working with us. And I've been working in this field uh, past grad school uh, with my master's degree for over 10 years. But um, my profession started in high school. I started an internship as at a residential treatment center in high school, and then um, 
I don't know, many, many years later, I'm not going to do the math right now, uh, I ran a, a clinical program. I was the clinical supervisor at a residential treatment center again. Um, so I kind of came full circle in my career before branching out into private practice and then running uh, my own private practice, group private practice, and then coming uh, to work internationally with families all over the world. And so when we get to understand uh, the fact that I've been uh, working in this field for um, well, how old was I? <laughs> Let's do the math. Almost 20 years. Um, be 18 years uh, when I started, if we want to um, look at that a little closer. So I've been working in the mental health field for 18 years. I knew what I needed to, to be, what I wanted to be when I was in high school. I knew I was going to be a therapist um, because being a lawyer and arguing in front of a group <laughs> was just something I had a fear about. I had a fear of public speaking. Can you believe it? <laughs> Um, obviously I've overcome that, but um, it's one reason why I didn't want to become a juvenile attorney. And so I decided to work with teens and that brought me to being able to work with young children. And, you know, here I am a decade beyond my, uh, or over a decade beyond my, my graduate degree. And so uh, when, when people ask me, you know, what, what's the good, what's a good route? Where, where, where should we turn? Uh, I want to support you in making that decision, right? Because we, for the families that we support, um, they know that they've tried everything and um, it, it's, it, there can be an easier road for you if you learn what's out there and then you make the decision to, to um, serve your family into breaking out of this pattern in the most efficient way. You can, you can jump a lot of hurdles um, all at once or even skip them if uh, you follow what we're going to talk about today. So when we think about the, the challenge that we see in the coaching world today and in, in the industry in terms of how people can um, can say that they are a coach, I want to speak about the understanding of the difference between a coach and an expert, right? So if you're sending your kiddo to kiddie soccer and your neighbor Joe is your kid's coach, um, he can call himself a coach. And the same thing is true for life coaching. The same thing is true for parent coaching. There is no certification, and that's number one. There's no mandated certification or required certification for coaching. And so when you think about um, uh, the, the fact that it's, it's not a nationally or internationally governed profession, uh, it is really important to understand how people are saying that they are an expert. Because what that means is that parents of highly sensitive kids um, could parent their own child, their own couple of children, right? Two, three children of their own. Maybe they have one or two uh, highly sensitive children. And they might have been able to um, support them and, uh, and avoid meltdowns here or there. Um, and, and then they can hang their hat. They can start blogging and they can start um, putting out Instagram reels about how they've used some common phrases to help their kid feel validated. And then uh, there you go. All of a sudden, you've got an influencer. And in that framework, um, they can sound like an expert when they are parroting back what the books say. Um, and so it's really important to understand where this person has their professional experience. Um, so when we think about the, the big challenges that is you know, relevant for you in today's world, I really want to encourage you to look beyond, um, look beyond the title for the person that you're considering hiring or even following, right? It's really important to understand what information you're consistently digesting so that you're not throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks, up 
late at night Googling, seeing if there's a magic fix to, to end this meltdown cycle because some new Sally Sue is, is trending, right? Or she's gone viral. So let's cover this, okay? So when we think about the difference between um, a coach who can call themselves a coach with no credentials or no, um, no awareness of, of any professionalism beyond being um, having done it themselves or having believed they've done it themselves, then, um, then, then it's really important for you to, to understand what, what is, is going on here, right? Because that is the same thing as following your, your aunt Jane and what she has to say when your kiddo, uh, should, when she says your kiddo should be spanked when he is quote unquote misbehaving, um, when he's yelling back at you that he is frustrated. Um, and, and in that moment, um, you know, and Jane raised a couple kids. Um, and, and so, you know, she could, she could hang herself up as a, as a coach and make a couple of posts on the internet and you'd be none the wiser. And I think that's really important to understand and to go down the rabbit hole of where that person's come from, what their experience is and what they're talking about, right? And, and how do they understand um, what, what you're really dealing with? Because at the bottom line of that track is noticing that if somebody can't tell you how to break out of this pattern without referring to their own personal experience, then um, it, it's really important for you to understand how centralized their personal experience is in solving the problem, right? Because when, when a coach can, um, you know, can well, let's go back to our soccer game, right? So if um, if if Joe, your neighbor, uh, is coaching your six-year-old soccer, and he was a good soccer player, um, he now has eleven players on the field, right? Um, well, actually, if I'm doing the math right, I can't remember. Um, it was eleven when when we're older, right? I played soccer. <laughs> Maybe it was eight kids when we're younger. I don't know. Let's just roll with that. Eight kids on the on the field when they're younger. Um, you know, and so he's got eight different kids, right? So maybe th two of them are performing the way he performed when he was a a, a, um, a, pl a soccer player in high school. Um, but, you know, Joe's at home studying. He's learning the rules. He's figuring out where um, where out of bounds is and how to, you know, do they do, they do overhand throws for six-year-olds? Probably not, right? Um, and, and he's figuring out the fact that they don't throw flags uh, that early in the game. And... Um, and, and he's noticing how to, to understand the game and how to, how to make the plays. But he also needs to learn how to coach kids who learn differently. And, um, and those other six players on the team, I think I said two earlier, <laughs> should keep track of my math. Um, uh, those other six kids who don't play like him, they didn't play like his, his, um, like, like his son. And maybe one of them is his, his kiddo. And uh, he's got to talk to that kiddo differently because it's his kid right? And he's trying to coach his own kid. Um, and, and so it's a learning curve. It's a learning experience for Joe and, and more power to him. Like, hey, you know, he's excited to coach and he's doing it and he's, he's doing the work, right? But, um, you know, it's your six-year-old soccer game. Do you really have a lot of stake in whether or not they win the season, right? Um, you know, unless your kid is, 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 um, uh, has got some Olympic level talent, probably not, right? 
um, you're probably not starting that early to observe whether or not he um, he's going to be a star soccer player. And with that being said, for your kids' emotions, emotional development and how you see yourself in the world and self-esteem, um, those core beliefs about yourself start to solidify at age seven. Um, and, and so it's really important for you to understand as you're trying to learn and who you're learning from that you're, you're clear that now is the time. Now is the time to start to, to identify a solution and to start to, to follow uh, an expert who understands the nuances of parenting a highly sensitive child, um, not just parenting their own highly sensitive child, because at that point, then they just become advice givers. And so let's talk about this. So I'll talk about that a little bit in, in, the, um, in, in, in a moment, but I want to cover a little bit about what we do, right? So obviously, um, a blogger who has no hands-on experience beyond their own personal family, or somebody with uh, a liberal arts degree who happened to be a highly sensitive child once, who wasn't parented effectively, they might have their own personal experience, right? They might be able to, in hindsight, see what worked, what didn't work. But they had to have taught themselves a lot through the books that don't solve the problem. And that's really important because I've read all the books about parenting highly sensitive kids and that's the reason why I do what I do, right? We do what we do here at MTC to break out of this pattern with direct support to parents because books didn't work. Um, six, seven years ago in my career, I was handing those books out to parents. Um, maybe a few years prior to that, I had a parent give me the book, The Highly Sensitive Child. And, you know, she didn't buy it for me, but she told me to read it and I read it and I was like, oh, great, let's do that. Um, and so, so I, I told all my clients' parents to read it. What happened? They made through half of it. Um, they, they picked up part of it, but then the rest of it, they didn't feel validated in. So they, they kind of petered through the, the progress. And then lastly, you know, it, was, it, was, it, it gave clarity right? Oh, your kid's highly sensitive. That helps you narrow down the search, right? But it doesn't give you a system, right? And, and so, so it's really important for you to understand um, that if the expert you're following hasn't systematically broken families out of this pattern again and again and again, um, then you're probably going to just be focusing on um, pumping yourself up with nice little pep talks because of their pretty little graphics or um, they're really, really flashy videos, right? So, so let's make sure that we're covering what's important to you, what's of value to you, right? You're, you're staying here listening to what we have to say here at MTC because you value results. You've, you're a problem solver, you're a fixer, right? The parents that we work with, they are ready to fix the problem. They've tried a bazillion things before and they're, they're done waiting. They're done trying to, um, to, you know, to blowing through their kid's childhood, feeling exhausted. And so when we think about understanding the, the, um, the next piece, it's really important to understand number two. Um, can, your, can the coach that you're following share results, right? Are, are they sharing their clients' histories? Are they sharing their clients' success stories? Are they sharing their clients' exact words and what their client has to say? Um, are they able to do that on a dime, uh, like clockwork, right? Or do they just have a stack of, of five or six and they just keep recycling those? 
right? So, so if you're following a coach and many of the clients who work with us, they, they've been following us for months, <laughs> um, though some of the clients we work with uh, find us within a week and, and they're ready to rock and, and they, they jump in, it doesn't matter. Um, everybody has their own approach. But uh, you'll notice that our results page refreshes. We have new testimonials coming in because we provide consistent results. Again, you've heard me say, I don't know, uh, if you've been following me for over a year, um, a year ago, I said we help 100 families. Now I say halfway through this year, um, we've helped over 200 families. Uh, you know, our clientele is growing. That's important for you to notice. Um, and and um, not to say that we are the only coach out there who coaches uh, parents of highly sensitive kids, but I do know that we're the only coach out there who serve uh, parents who are experiencing daily meltdowns and help them eliminate them at the root. That is absolutely um, not something that anybody else offers. And so when we think about the challenge, right, we're talking about considering real references, right? Do, do, do the people who... Um, uh, who, who sing the praises of that coach say she completely transformed my family. This work completely changed the way that I think about my kid, the way that my kid shows up, and now my whole family is experiencing emotional safety. Um, or do they say, you know, my kid's going to school now. Um, or do they say, you know, now my kid can go to doctor appointments, right? So I want to think about the difference, and I'll get to that in a minute, but what what we're covering is the difference between an advice giver and a, a coach who provides tra transformational results, right? So when we think about the, um, the expert level coaching and the need that you have to be able to turn this around swiftly, again, what we do is we help parents eliminate this problem in as little as eight, eight weeks and our program is, is 10 weeks long. Um, and, and I say that consistently because uh, pre-pandemic, our program was eight weeks long. We give people a little bit extra time. It's a pandemic. Um, you know, that's fine, right? And, and so we, we do that. But um, it wasn't necessary when, when, when we weren't kind of living in this stressed world. And, and even, even then, um, you know, we didn't need to stretch it out. Uh, for our clients because they they were ready to do the work they show up um, ready to rock and and that is what gets you the result um, and so when we think about the important piece around following somebody who might be a newer coach they should be upfront about how many families they've served they should not be telling you that they are good at their job and of course they're going to help you without giving you actual numbers right 70 percent of our clients are in the helping field they are mental health providers doctors nurses um, psychologists, well, I just said mental health providers, sorry, veterinarians, and teachers and professors, college professors. And so when we look at that, right, what you're, what you're noticing is that the experts hire experts, right? And, and so what you want to pay attention to is who is your coach saying works with them, right? Um, and this is not a status thing. This is not an elitism thing. What I'm saying is, um, people who in their career feel like they know what they're doing around the, the hu understanding human behavior, understanding the human mind, understanding how children learn, understanding how people learn, and then they, they're stuck, right? They come to us to eliminate the daily meltdowns, so they're experiencing daily meltdowns. And, and, and experts in this field and, and, and working in this field they know they can't turn their professional brain off when they come home, right? I don't stop being um, 
you know, professional Megan when I come home and in some way, I, I'm always considering my daughter's development and her emotional health, um, as well as uh, her physical health, etc. right, being a parent. Um, and so that, that, you know, I'm no different than, than our clients. And, um, and when that, when people consider that, right, um, it's, it's really important to understand that if they, you know, these are, these are family members who have read all the books, they've read the professional journals, they've read, um, research studies, they've written, some of them written dissertations or performed their own research studies in their field. And so they understand how to take the research of this subject matter, even if they weren't, um, studying psychology, uh, and, and dive in, right? And so they dive in, they learn, they read Dr. Aaron's work, they read um, other work on the subject, they follow other blogs, maybe they buy um, like a, a smaller uh, scaled um, uh, parenting program, like a six week thing that um, focuses on helping your kid, um, you know, get ready for, um, you know, school or, or jumping into, um, uh, jumping into sports or just just focusing on their own emotional health as a parent, you know, how to how to ready and steady yourself to handle whatever your kid brings your way, right? Those kinds of piecemeal um, problems that you deal with when you're parenting a sensitive kid who's engaging in the daily meltdown. And, and they do that and they learn that and they study that. And then they still struggle because it's not the whole piece, whole, whole part of the puzzle. And so by the time that they, uh, they come to us, they are ready to be told exactly what to do <laughs> in what order because they're done. They're done being the expert. They, they're ready to, to, um, to fix the problem and to relax into a repeatable system. And when you're, you know, there's, there's a significant level of intensity that you feel when you're an expert in this field and you can't solve that problem at home. It's so tiring and it's so exhausting and you could feel a lot of self-doubt. Um, it, it's, it's, it's very, very hard. Um, and so, you know, I'll just speak about a couple of our clients, you know, one of our clients, Laura, um, she and her husband, you know, her husband is an accountant and, um, she felt like she was, you know, coming in from working community mental health and, and, uh, working hard to serve the families there and teaching and educating. And then she would have to come home and teach and educate her husband who, you know, this was totally out of his wheelhouse and it, it was exhausting. Um, and in the meantime, their, their sons were struggling. Um, and, and so what we were able to do is, is to support her and finally feeling like her husband wasn't her student um, and that he could start to own and learn his own, um, his own skill set. And now um, her, you know, her son, who was just seriously struggling in, uh, in daycare, on the way home from daycare, um, and and uh, engaging in some pretty significant aggression with younger brother. Um, now he is just so um, compassionate and kind towards his younger brother. They they celebrate in our our graduate Facebook group where um, where you know where we hear for our, from our clients and she says you know we're the bestest buds ever things like that. Um, that you just, you know, you know your kids can do and they do that consistently, right? Let alone the fact that he um, is loving school and, and um, she was dreading sending him to kindergarten um, prior to working with us because she just didn't think that he could handle it and that he would be able to manage um, the way that he was performing in, in daycare. He was holding it all in and, and then exploding at home. Um, because, you know, and, and you guys have, have watched or heard of me speak about after school meltdowns. 
Um, and, and so you understand that dynamic. And if you haven't, um, go ahead and, and reach out. We'll send you that, that link. Um, and so when we think about the important piece about breaking, this, breaking out of this, right, um, two parents where one is an expert in her subject matter, the other parent is just completely, has a completely different um, expertise, right? And, uh, and they're able to be taught and create transformation for their own family so that there's no longer an imbalance of power, if you will, in the relationship at home, but also in, in the relationship with parents so that dad fi finally feels like he um, is empowered to make safe decisions with his kids and, um, and, and can increase that sense of safety for the whole family. So um, when, when, you, when you notice if a client is, uh, or uh, sorry, if a coach is able to kind of pull examples of their clients out and, and just be able to speak to speak to that again and again, um, that's a that's a, an important piece, right? Compared to somebody who is is just focusing on the principles of what they teach their their clients, um, there's a big difference between being able to teach the principles and being able to understand the problem at a, a very nuanced level, and then being able to help you feel empowered to solve it, no matter how the problem shows up. Um, that's different than, and that's a, that's a root level solution. So when we think about parents who are, who are working with coaches, um, it's really important to make sure that you're working with a coach who, who is able to provide transformational results, right? So what do I mean by that? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a little fun with you, um, and I'm gonna use an example and a subject matter that I don't really know a lot about, but so we'll roll with this, right? So transformational coach, take, um, you know, what we're doing is we're talking about the difference between somebody who is just giving advice, right? And somebody who is helping you change the way that you are, change the way that you operate, change the way that you handle problems. And the average parenting coach is a parenting book in live form. Let's just uh, call, it, call it tight here. They're parroting the books and they're telling you exactly what the book says, um, but you're not given context. You don't understand how to pivot, how to move left when your kid's going right so that you, you know, literally dodge a bullet, um, dodge a blow, right? That like, like in dodgeball, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Um, this is what's happening in your home. Your kid is throwing things that are hard and they hurt. Um, and so in those moments, you know, saying, do you want peanut butter and jelly and giving them choices about what kind of jelly they want when they're literally throwing their fork at you because they want chicken nuggets, um, you need more skills than how to ask about peanut butter and jelly, right? Like that's not going to get them to keep the fork in their hands or just leave it on the table without even picking it up to yield it, right? And, and so um, that's a safety concern. And, and so when you think about being able to change the child and their behavior, not who they are at their core, because your child's not broken, but change their behavior, um, accept where your kid is and change the way that you respond in that moment and use repeatedly safety, uh, effective safety measures. Uh, you need somebody who's not an advice giver, who's not just gonna tell you how to fix behavior problems. Um, because they're not looking at the whole picture. And so when we look at this, it's important for us to, to, to look at that. The, the coach it, who is a, is a fix-it person or a fix-it coach or an advice giver, they're going to look at just giving you tactics. So let's talk about that, okay? So again, here comes my fun analogy. Um, we're going to talk about fishing. <laughs> 
I can count the number of times on my uh, hand that I've ever fished before. I think it was twice. Um, you know, I grew up uh, near a beach, so we went deep sea fishing, and I'm pre pretty sure it was just twice um, because my middle sister is uh, gets severe seasickness, so um, I we you know we just didn't do it together as a family. I'm the oldest, and um, and so the the times that my parents took my brother, I was I was out of the house at that point, so I don't have a lot of experience fishing. Um, but roll with me here because uh, this is where we're going, right? Okay, so. Um, obviously when you're looking at working with a, with a transformational coach, you're talking about the whole understanding of give a man uh, fish and he'll be full for a day, teach a man to fish and he'll be full for a lifetime. Right. And so the, um, the, the, uh, um, the typical advice giving coach, right. So there's one, you, you know, you're, you're excited, um, about learning how to fish. Your family is pescatarian. That means you only eat fish um, in terms of, you know, not having any other meat sources that you choose to eat. And so you, your family is going to survive on fish, right? So let's just set the frame here. This is what we're talking about. Um, okay, so your family is only going to survive on fish. You know that you're, you've been fishing in the same river and, um, and you know the the river's running dry. You you know you you can't find any more fish. So you figure out um, there's a fishing coach up the road, and and so you go to the fishing coach and you say, hey, I'm trying to fish over here and I can't I can't find any fish. Um, and so the fishing coach goes, well, have you tried over there? And so then you go to there. Let's let's say point point. So you started at point A, you go to point B, you start fishing at point B. You get a ton of fish at point B and you go, oh, this man's a genius. All right, let's do it. I love this fishing coach. He just showed me exactly where to fish. He told me the place to fish. I'm gonna go fish there. And so you fish there. Every day you get fresh fish for your family and then you guys get to go on your merry way and you enjoy your life. And so all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're fishing, you're fishing, you're singing the praises of that um, fishing coach and you just think this is awesome. And then you start to notice that the fish supply starts to go down. And so then um, you, you call your, your, your fishing coach back up and you say, hey, um, you know, I, I was fishing and, and um, there's no more fish, so I need help again. Okay, well, have you tried point C? Let's go to point C. And so you, you, you go all the way to point C on, a, on a, maybe it's a different river. Who knows? I don't know. I don't want to make this too complicated. But it's a spot where you end up getting what? Fish. Guess what? You get fish. Great. This fisher, this fish coach knows all the great spots to get fish. So you're thrilled, right? You are, you are eating fish. Everything's great. You've solved that problem. You stopped fishing in point B. Now you're fishing in point C and you're ready. And guess what? The season ends for that type of fish. And then now you're out of fish and you go to your fish coach and he fishing coach. And he says, well, um, have you tried point B and you go to point B and you realize that that has just stopped working, right? So this is the general experience of working with an advice giving coach. They're going to find different things for you to do to use, as tools to get your needs met, right? Um, this might be teach your kid to take deep breaths. This might be um, using, to, you know, showing your kid to um, blow bubbles to take deep breaths, right? This might be um, helping your child um, 
uh, use progressive muscle relaxation, right? What are these? These are all coping skills that they're teaching you to teach your child. And some of them might work um, and others might work for a couple of weeks and then, and then the, the novelty dies down. Your child still at the root of the problem feels stuck, right? Because they still don't feel capable of solving their own problems. They're still looking to you to solve their problems for them. And then you need to come up with a magic bag of tricks every time. And, you know, if you work with a coach who buys into that uh, belief that that's just how parenting works, we just constantly solve problems for our kids, um, then what happens, right? You're, you're, you're using the same logic to solve the problem created by the logic that created it. And, and so we, you stay stuck, right? So you move out of that jackpot mentality um, and, and you start feeling like there will never be a jackpot and you'll never get enough fish for your family. And then you start thinking, well, maybe my family just needs to live off less fish. Maybe we need to stop being pescatarian. Um, maybe we need to just be vegetarian. That's okay. I really like fish, but that's okay. Um, and so then you start deciding to change your standards because you've tried things from a certain way of, of solving the problem. And because that didn't work, you start shifting what you think is possible for you. Now, I'm not here to make dietary <laughs> decisions for your family to speak about, um, you know, lifestyle choices, none of that, right? So hopefully you can understand that. Um, but what I am saying is that if you have a belief and a goal and an objective for your family and you have a coach that's saying that you need to do certain things in order to get that result um, and they're not teaching you how to problem solve creatively, then that is just an advice giving coach. That is just somebody who's staying stuck in fix it mode with you, right? So um, you've heard, probably heard me say before that uh, when you're parenting in the meltdown cycle, you're stuck in survival mode. You are in, let's get the problem solved. My family doesn't have dinner tonight. I need dinner tonight, right? So you're in that I need dinner tonight mode. And so your coach, if they are giving you dinner tonight and then hopefully dinner tomorrow, right? By, by teaching you a tactic that keeps dinner on the table as long as there's fish there, then they are staying, they are solving the problem from the same um, angle that you have the problem from, which is survival mode. And so when we look at the important piece around this, right, the transformational fishing coach just taught your, um, or sorry, the advice giving fishing coach just taught you to just learn how to fish. Uh, um, I mean, just taught you how to, excuse me, um, find the right river, right? Same thing, find the right coaching, coach, coping skill. So Let's consider transformational coaching. Transformational coaching takes into consideration who you are, how you solve problems, um, how you've solved problems in the past, how you plan, how do you wanna be able to solve problems in the future, how your child solves problems, how your child wants to be able to solve problems in the future, and then what your strengths and skill sets are between you and your child or your spouse, co-parent, if there's multiple people involved in this, and then the whole family dynamic. And then they take that into consideration in addition to all of what you've tried. And then they cover how you tried it in the first place. And a transformational coach will support you in understanding that you can go and stay in point A, right? They, they, you say, hey, I'm at point A on the river and I'm not getting any fish. And the coach says, okay, show me how you cast your line. Okay, show me how you put the bait on your hook. 
okay, show me how um, you throw it back, right? Um, uh, you know, you, you cast your line, I guess that's what that is, right? You're like throwing the, the um, fishing line behind you and then you are um, extending it in front of you. Uh, and then the, the, the transformational coach is teaching you exactly how to uh, get the angle with, um, uh, with, with a flick of your wrist so that you slowly um, bring the, the bait into the water so that then the, the fish actually aren't disturbed by the disturbance of the water. Instead, they are welcomed by the bait and they are not surprised by this, right? And so then they eat the bait and you catch the fish. You didn't need to change your river, you just need to change your approach, right? And so what we're doing is we're noticing that a transformational coach changes how you show up changes how you approach a problem and changes how you think about a problem and gives you a skill set so that you can fish in any river. This is the difference between solving the problem and ending the meltdown cycle and being able to handle a meltdown no matter how your kid shows up, right? Any circumstance, like at school, at home, at a soccer field, um, in ballet, at a performance, the night before a test, all of those meltdowns, right? No matter what. And then how you speak to your child so that you're able to help your child feel like no matter what, even though for them it feels like the biggest deal in all the world, right, that they can solve the problem. And then you know how to do that repeatedly and you know how to prevent that problem from happening in the first place. And not just by asking the teacher to give you six weeks notice on tests so you can coach your kid and coax your kid into be ready for six weeks, right? So you can handle curveballs and you can handle boundaries with your kid. Um, you can say there's no chicken nuggets tonight or, or um, flip side, I think I was giving the example earlier, which was, um, you can say it's, it's dude, I'm, I'm tired. It's peanut butter and jelly night. I know you want chicken nuggets. Like, we're, this is just how we're rolling today, right? Hashtag parenting. And what we're doing in that moment is noticing that in the, for, for that, you know, if you're spent, how to handle it so that you know, you can set a boundary, you can be all done tonight. And your kiddo can move through that, even if they were expecting you to put um, a different level of effort into putting dinner on the table, right? Um, and, and so when excuse me, they were expecting you to give them different dinner and that required you to put a different level of effort to put it on the table, right? And you're allowed to do that. You're a parent. You're dealing with, um, maybe you're working in or outside of the home, right? Um, you had a long day. So what we're doing is we're noticing for parents, um, there's a big difference between feeling empowered and solving these problems and not having to walk on eggshells and tiptoe and be a perfect parent. Um, so that your, your kiddo uh, avoids a meltdown, right? Because that is just continually, continuously keeping you stuck in a position where you are in survival mode. But now, um, instead of just in reactivity mode, you're, you're in hyperactivity, I uh, sorry, hyper, hyper, um, hypervigilance mode, trying to get out ahead of it, right? So rather than noticing that, that there's a, a bear coming at you and you're ready to, ready to, um, what are you supposed to do when a bear comes? You're supposed to play dead, right? <laughs> um, but you're supposed to use the tactics so you don't get eaten by the bear, right? So this is the same thing in the meltdown cycle. You're supposed to just um, uh, mitigate the meltdown, make the meltdown smaller. That's reactive mode, right? Um, but then on the flip side, walking around, like trying not to wake a sleeping bear. And, um, and that's true in your own home. And so if that's the case, that and, and the advice giver is, is teaching you... Um, 
just how to solve today's meltdown with, with today's tactic, then that's going to keep you in reactive mode. And so when we think about the challenge, you really want to make sure that the person who you're following can understand the problem at the deepest level, knows how to solve the problem for people like you, for people who aren't like you, but who have a highly sensitive child in the, in the, in the daily meltdown cycle. You want to see somebody who knows how to solve the problem diversely um, and, and who has worked with a diverse level of clients. Um, in terms of their child's big emotions and how those big emotions show up, whether that be meltdowns, shutdowns, screaming, hitting, kicking, what have you, um, the same core issue is that your child feels emotionally out of control. And uh, without being able to solve that problem through the relationship with you, uh, a coach is not going to be able to support you in, in truly fixing, fixing the issue at the root. And so when you think about being able to support you in, in noticing that, you need to be able to observe the last thing that I, that I want to speak about, which is the fact that for you, you really want to pay attention to how people are talking to you. Are they just giving you pretty little feel-good ideas um, that will maybe sometimes work, right? So this is that same thing. Like here's an, a video about how to teach your kid to take deep breaths. Um, that might work for keeping your kid entertained. Um, you know, it works really well for ideas to spice up how to use your craft table. Um, here's what to do with your leftover pom-poms. Here's what to do with your leftover construction paper. Um, kiddos bored. Sometimes it might be that you're okay with your kids bored. Other times, here's a, a pretty little paint activity you can set up for them so that you get some me time, right? That works fine for keeping your kids artistically inclined, right? Um, but that kind of advice applied to parenting a highly sensitive child and that approach to advice to parenting a, a sensitive child isn't going to actually move the needle. It's not going to help you consistently break out of this pattern because you might not feel like spending 20 minutes that day to learn how to speak in a different way to your kid. And if you don't have the support to break this down, and if your kiddo doesn't respond the, the quote unquote right way, right away, you could throw that fantastic advice out the window. And, um, and, and that's due to the fact that, that there's no accountability in this, right? Because it's the same thing as reading a book. You're going to see some of those phrases in the books you read on the Instagram reels. You're going to see them on, um, on, on the, the Facebook posts, you're going to see them in a YouTube um, with, with flashy video, um, you know, spelling it out, right? Um, or a TikTok that, that takes three seconds for you to, to, to jot down where you have to literally hold the phone to like write down the phrase, right? And then press your, press your thumb to the phone to pause the thing because it just happens too quickly. Sure, um, those might be some really effective phrases. They might be something that we actually even have in our course curriculum. But the problem that that, um, that, that purports, and, and for you where you're stuck, is the fact that when those phrases don't work, the, the, the objective isn't to switch and find a new phrase. The objective is to make sure that you're casting your line properly, that you're hooking the bait on the, the tip of the spear, right? Um, that it's easy for the fish to, to get hooked onto the um, hook rather than the fish just being able to nibble the worm away from the hook, right? And and so all those things might mean that, that the, the, the phrases that the coach is using um, are relevant, but they're not going to be relevant for your particular family if you're continuing to try them from your own point of view. 
um, because you haven't solved the problem yet. <laughs> you know, obviously, right? Uh, that's why you're here. That's why you're listening. That's why you're stuck. And so you don't know how to how to how to tweak it six ways to Sunday. That's why you're trying to follow an expert. And so it, there's no blame there. I'm not saying that you're 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 um, you're inadequate or that you're unintelligent, right? But you know, <laughs> you haven't fixed the problem. So I'm just calling it out, right? Um, so so let's talk talk straight about it. You've been stuck. You've been trying to solve this problem again and again and again. You've been trying to solve this problem on your own again and again and again. Even if you've been trying to find um, an expert to follow on social media or um, to listen to their blogs or to read the books cover to cover six ways, right? We've, we've had clients who have read Elaine Aaron's book on the highly sensitive child three times, even four times, and still called us because it's not enough. Um, and that's okay. That's okay because the, the emotional meltdown cycle that happens in the entire family for dealing with daily meltdowns, when you're dealing with daily meltdowns and shutdowns, it's exhausting. It's complicated. It's nuanced to fix. And so you need to work with an expert to solve the problem and working with an expert who knows how to solve the whole problem. And so if that's the case, if you're ready to solve this, you're ready to break out of this pattern, you're ready to, to see the results that our clients see, which is that they are able to eliminate daily meltdowns in less than eight weeks for the vast majority of them. And uh, you see our success rate, 98.9% success in terms of every family before the end of the 10 weeks has eliminated daily meltdowns. That success rate is something that we're not like, we can't fake, right? Um, it would be extremely complicated for me to go get a, like to start my career in high school and work all the way up uh, for, for 20, almost 20 years um, towards this outcome and, 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 and just start spewing fake facts out, right? That, um, that's a really tiresome life to live. And so if you know that I'm not doing that, right, um, then just trust that that, that future is available for you and, um, stop living in fear because you can't parent in fear and love at the same time. It is virtually impossible. And so with that being said, I encourage you to go ahead and book a call, break out of the pattern of feeling completely stuck without knowing a solution or, and a system to, to, to break this, uh, consistently. Because again and again, you notice your child feels broken and you know they're not. You feel like your strategy is broken and you know that there needs to be a better pattern and some of your patterns need to be broken. And that's where the stuck piece is, right? And so we're happy to have a conversation about where you're stuck. Can we help you? I don't know. We don't make an offer to, to invite them into boot camp or our, our teen program um, to everyone who we talk to. Um, actually, we, we only invite a minority of the families that we speak to into to what we do. But I can bet you for sure we will recommend the most effective solution for your particular family, whether that be with us or with um, or some other route. And I'm, we're happy to do that because the bottom line here at MTC, our objective is to eliminate suicidal thoughts and behaviors for the entire highly sensitive personality, for the highly higher, sorry, for the entire highly sensitive population. And if that means that you're not going to work with me, I am a okay with that. 
what I want to be able to do is support you and what our team wants to be able to do, we do that in integrity, is to make sure you know you have a very clear plan on how to break out of this pattern. And that consistently is what we are here to here to support you on, on a phone call. And so go ahead and, and book that call. Go to MeganThompsonCoaching.com backslash talk. Or if you're parenting a teen of high school age or over, um, you know, through high school age, we don't work with young adults in our, our coaching program who have graduated high school um, just yet, <laughs> uh, then, I, then I recommend you go to MeganThompsonCoaching.com backslash teen talk, T-E-E-N-T-A-L-K, all one smush word. All right. And uh, thank you for your time. We appreciate the time that it takes for you to listen to what we have to say and uh, the effort that you're putting in to solve this problem on your own. And and uh, if you're ready, you're exhausted, then it's time. Let's go ahead and, and bust through it so you can live your full life. And so can your child. Good night. Have a good day. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So to see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson. And we look forward to speaking to you soon.